Welcome to Good Looking Out, episode 46, a podcast about what to eat, watch, read, and listen to. I'm Eric. I'm Jason. And tonight we have special guest Reuven Perlman. Reuven, welcome to the podcast. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Hello, buddy. So, Santos, I gotta tell you, um, and I'll recap this real quick for Reuven and for anyone who um, ha- didn't hear the last episode. So, last episode I was telling you about my war with oh my Warner God. Stallion. The appliance place. The so rant. Basically what happened is we decided uh, when we moved in this house, the appliances hadn't been replaced in about 27 years. So we decided to replace all the appliances in one go. And there's this local place, family owned and run. It sort of has like a monopoly on like the nicer end of the appliance market in the Twin Cities called Warner Stellion. That's an interesting combination because usually monopoly is used negatively, but but local family run is used in yeah. a positive way. Well, in this turn, in this case, it turned negative pretty quick. <laughs> Monopolies. <laughs> um, and uh, we bought a bunch of appliances from them, and literally from the first day they installed this new cooktop for us, which we paid like a good chunk of money for, right. it didn't work. And they kind of pretty much immediately refused to do anything about it and just gave us the runaround for literally 14 months. And so finally, after watching my wife and the kitchen designer who helped us do this just get really frustrated and deal with these people, uh, I decided to declare like a, a fatwa on these people yeah. <laughs> and like go to fucking war on social media. And I basically, in a series of like three tweets, declared that it was now my side hobby to like prevent this company from getting business from anyone that I knew and other people that I didn't even know. And, uh, I wasn't, I was going to use everything I knew about marketing and social media to make this happen. So immediately set off like alarm bells that they're like, social media like customer service center or whatever and they so they called nicole who every time we called them even after, though we'd been dealing with it and they promised us resolutions like we'd nothing would happen for two months and we call them again they would pretend like they had no idea what we were talking about and they had they didn't know who we were so it was like oh now you know who we are now you're calling my wife and you know who we are so basically what happened was the day after I sent these tweets, like they, they called Nicole and they said, please call us. Like we want to get this resolved. Your husband is tweeting these things, blah, blah, blah. You're damn right. He is. And so Nicole called him and basically the woman was like, refu- basically refusing to do anything. It was like neck next to nothing. And so, and they had like promised us a few things. Like they were going to give us after 14 months, like 50% of the original cost in store trade. And I was like, fine, let's just do it. Like, I just want this over with. But then they were going to charge us a $200 delivery fee, $300 for a building permit from the city of Minneapolis and a hundred and like $89 install fee. So basically all of that money was just completely evaporated. And we were just like for having a non-functioning cooktop for 14 months, we were just going to buy another brand new, more expensive cooktop from them. So I was just like, I would rather like set this thing on fire in my backyard than like give it back to you at this point. So what happened was Kate, the designer, basically said, let me call. I know a guy who's like a manager there. And this is like a lesson to anyone who deals with stuff like this. Like you just have to kick it up from like the base level customer service. People are not empowered to do anything for you. And they get calls from people all day long who, whether your gripe is legitimate or not, they get calls from people all day long. They're just trying to rip them off and get something for free. So they're like used to just in this mode of like, shunt it away, deflect it. So finally this woman, Kate, like talked to this guy who's a manager, 
recounted the whole story for him of this like 14 months of basically like neglect and terrible customer he service. Played the podcast. And <laughs> they don't know about the podcast. They don't know yet. No, I, I, I was saving that one. Um, and, uh, the guy said he would give us 75% off or 75% credit towards this new cooktop and like waive all of the fees and all the installs. And he, and he also apologized profusely. Okay. So we've decided like that that's good enough. It's the best we're going to get by far. Right. Yep. So we decided that's good enough. That being said, I swear to God, we've had three or four times like, come to an agreement like this with these people and yeah, then nothing happens and it just dissolves. So I'm not going to hold my breath. No, I, I don't. But this guy knows like, for this example, is his last he chance. knows that this is the last chance yeah. and he knows that like our company also contracts through these people to do like appliance oh, repair and service. Yeah, he yeah. knows. And, and I think he, he is someone who's sorry, uh, far up the chain realizes like the opportunity cost that's like on the line here. Yeah. If they right. fuck this up. Right. So See, I don't know if you have to be out. continued. I just feel like a lot of, a lot of progressive liberals brains are going to be short circuiting right now because you're saying as soon as you go to Sears, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I'm not, no, here's my actual advice is if you're working with like a contractor or someone to, redo your kitchen, that contractor can go directly to an appliance manufacturer and get you an appliance for basically wholesale. Right. And it's a way better deal. So yeah. while this whole debacle was happening, we hadn't replaced our really expensive refrigerator and we decided to do that. And Kate was like, I'll just have my kitchen guy like go directly to Sub-Zero and get you a Sub-Zero fridge. And we did that and he installed it and it was fucking great. I always trust people's guys. Yeah. Somebody has a blank guy, like a fill right. blank guy. I'm like, okay, yeah, I trust that guy. Yeah. Well, sure. between he and I, we got guys. Yeah, guys yeah. If I ever need a guy, I can talk to you. It's true. We, yeah, we share a lot of guys. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're really nervous about tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You are so close. Um, all right. So what are we going to do tonight? We're going to talk. I got, um, I got a series. I got a movie and I got a record. I want to talk about. Nice. Um, so I, what do, you, I, what do you got? I have to once again come in, come in hot. Okay, on Legion for anyone who is watching Legion. It's oh, now God, he loves this. The loves fifth it. episode is airing tonight of the season. Yeah, the fourth episode. I swear, every episode the show gets better, and I still don't know in the narrative like what is entirely real and what isn't real. Really, it is fucking brilliant. The storytelling in this show, the acting is amazing, the writing is amazing, and the storytelling is just like so good. All right. Yeah, I, guess, got I don't know all why. of the people. If you, if anyone out there likes Fargo, the TV show, and you're not watching Legion, yeah. you are missing the boat. All right, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna binge. Find, watch find a raft. I may do it tonight. Paddle I have a, out, get on the boat. Um, and it's on FX. It's on FX, but you can catch it on Hulu. Okay, now we're I talking. Don't, I don't have Hulu. I got rid of Hulu when they lost Criterion. We'll, we'll just buy it on Amazon. Yeah, I'll just do that. I think Hulu lost the Daily Show too. This hasn't been confirmed, but oh, really? I was looking for the Daily Show like yesterday, and it wasn't there. Oh, it's about to lose a subscriber. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I use it for. Yeah, all I used it for really was Criterion. Um, 
and their contract came up last year. So there are a couple things that I watch on there. Yeah, I'll, was, I'll admit it was just one of those other like subscriptions. It's that, not where I go to like be my best TV self. I will admit, right? Yeah. <laughs> like there's some kind of shitty stuff I watch on there. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I actually don't watch Legion on there, even though it is on there. I bought the Amazon series because I think there's like an even bigger lag. Like you have to wait three or four days after it airs to watch it on Hulu. And mm. I was like, yeah, I'm. As soon as it's available, I'm yeah, crushing it. Yeah, it's it's yeah. my by far my favorite thing happening right now across Oof, any media. Oh, it's a fucking bold statement. Um, um, baskets is rolling nice. Yeah. yeah, baskets is going strong. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, we love that. Have we you love seen that baskets? Show. So I've seen. Uh, Maybe two or three episodes of it from the last season. I haven't seen anything from this right. season. Yeah, and I saw a YouTube compilation of Louis Anderson oh. as the mom because I've because what I've heard from the show about the show. Maybe you guys can kind of course correct me here. Is that it's totally good. It is, uh, oh, but by but, but far and away the best part is Louis Anderson. So I yes. so I, yeah. I, I kind of so I I got that. Yeah, very good. A a a, a second and maybe a distant second is. Zach Galifianakis playing twin brothers who hate each other. Yeah. Like that part is really good as well. It's great. You, you totally forget it's the same person. You do. And especially as a twin, I feel like, Ruben, you'd appreciate this. For a listening audience. <laughs> Not that I, you and your brother yeah. hate each other. I, I get the impression you get along quite well. Depends but. on the day. <laughs> no, I actually heard a, I heard an interview. I think it was, uh, I think it was with Terry Gross with Louie Anderson that was, and it was recorded last year, but they were re-airing it because the new season of Baskets was coming out. Right. And it was interesting because he was ta- he talked a lot about his darkness, and I think that Baskets kind of gave him the uh, – it kind of opened the door a bit for him to talk about, like, hey, maybe I should be doing something a little bit more interesting than like more kind of like standard uh, stand-up. But he was almost asking for her permission. Like, if you listen – I don't know. This was, must have been a Fresh Air interview. Uh. But he was almost saying, like, I mean, I could go darker, right? I mean, I almost feel like it could be an all comic, right? <laughs> it was almost asking her if she fe- if she felt like he could do it, and it was one of the more uncomfortable interviews I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, I'll, I'll get it. Like hear the that. ten minutes in the car, I listened to it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'll have to seek that out. <laughs> I love fresh air. Oh my god! Yeah, I never listened to it anymore. ever since I left California. I never listened to it. Yeah, it's one of those things that I feel like you sort of take a little bit for granted, but then when you actually catch an episode or you listen to it, it's always amazing. So yeah. fucking good. Yeah. Yeah, she had David Remnick on. I caught it just a little bit the other day in the car. I was like, fuck, I can just listen to this whole thing. Um, So. What do you got, Santos? I got um, I got a series. So I, I can't. The thing is, is I, it, it kind of had me spellbound, but I can't recommend it. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's called Flaked. Um and it's a Netflix series with Will Arnett. Flaked? Oh. Yep. And Mark Chappelle. Um, yeah. It's not the one where he's in, he lives in Venice. Is yes. It? I watched like two episodes of this. And I thought it was like, so not great. I know. That's what I'm saying. I can't recommend it. But I somehow got like over this past weekend and I was sick for a day. I was in bed. I burned through them. Um, I got spellbound by it. Like Venice. I love Venice anyway. Yeah. What is it about the show that you like? Okay. Here's the thing that got me is there's, it's the, it's the very same thing that is super annoying in the first episodes is there's this, 
like absurd, like nonsensical, um, all the relationships, they're, they're men who are like our age and they are super concerned with each other. They're like, Hey dude, are you okay? How are you doing today? Are you all right? Like you seem like a little bit off. And like, this was like a recurring thing where you're just like, who the fuck has time to like give that, that many shits about like, I mean, no matter how good of a friend somebody is, right? Like it's, I mean, it's very California of it, right. but you know what I mean? It is a very California thing and it's very Venice, but it's also just not the real world. But then it, what I found happening is I started to like realize that maybe I should be more concerned with my fellow man and like start to, and I feel like for, there was like six hours today where I was kind of nicer. It went away. It's gone now. So let me get this straight. You're saying that this mediocre Netflix original is making you a better human being. It did for six hours today. <laughs> I was going to say, because when you <laughs> yeah. pulled, when you pulled out to pick me up today, you laid on the horn and then, and then gave me the finger. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the lasting impact of this show. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, so uh, yeah, you're. You, <laughs> yeah, it's gone. It wore off fast, but um, it, it's it. So it turns. It's got this crazy turn in it where, like, you know, fuck. I'll spoil it. Um, because you shouldn't watch it. And that was the deal. If, it's been a long time since I watched this. So is is he an addict? He's an alcoholic. And but like a recovering, or, he's recovering, okay. and his oh. kind of scene in Venice, and there's is, something with a girl he starts dating or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's like, exactly okay. right. So and he is a, he is a recovering alcoholic, isn't he? Will Arnett in real life is he? A, a passion project for him. Yeah, huh. it is his. He's a, he's an EP. So. so this is probably important to him. I, I haven't seen him. Huh. So he, yeah, he's a recovering alcoholic, um, and we learn three episodes in that he is actually drinking he has this kombucha thing that he keeps in his fridge and his his roommate his it's not really roommate they're in there's a guest house in a like a bungalow right. and yeah, a regular yeah. house like yep. they have in venice and his you know other housemate lives in the other house and is a wine dealer so he's popping bottles of wine and pouring them in his kombucha thing mm. and drinking wine mm. um he went into aa because he killed somebody we find out later that this girl that he's dating is the sister of the guy that he killed, but they, she just wanted to make sure she just like came to California and tracked him down to make sure he was suffering. Um, and, and that's kind of interesting, but, but the whole thing, it, it's terrible. I can't like, so wait, does he know there's this, or is this, he does find, he finds that out, but it oh, doesn't okay. drive him apart. Um, and, you know, he, and then there's all this, there's some good characters in there. I don't know. I, I can't, I, I don't know. Maybe I do. Maybe I do recommend it. If you're going to, if you, if you have, there's so much stuff. Out that's right a, you now. know what it is. Yeah. That's the, that's our rule is that if it sucks, well, don't do it. I was a little, I was sick and I got fucking, I got hypnotized by it and I did it. But the rule, the ruling on that is thumbs down. Don't, don't waste your time. Yeah, don't waste your time on that, but I did. Plus, Santos has told you most of the stuff that happens anyway, so. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Will Arnett has an interesting career arc because I think he has respect and clout because of Arrested Development and then, like, 
Yeah. I guess 30 Rock or whatever. He, that, he, he hit that, some respectable bit parts. Bojacks saved him, though, right? Yeah. Because for a little while there was like, no, everything he else he do? does. Yeah. Although that, that, uh, this was when he was still married to Amy Poehler, that ice skating parody film. Oh, yeah. That was, they it was were, really good. He was awesome was in that. Legit. He yeah. was great in that. <laughs> That was like Will Will Ferrell and yeah, it's yeah. a Will. Ferrell. It's basically like that was a Will Ferrell vehicle, vehicle and he was yeah. in it with Amy Poehler. Right, that's right. I didn't know he was but married. Yeah, to her. Bojack is really good. Bojack's they were right. married uh, and now are divorced. Huh. He's very handsome. Yes, and he's got that voice. The other yeah, thing that like right. he's got going from right now that's banging is the Lego Batman. Lego Batman. Thing. Batman. Yeah. Lego Batman. Yeah. He's. What does he have to do with that? He's Lego Batman. <laughs> he's, Le- he's Lego Batman. But the K- Batman character was so popular from the first Lego movie. Have you not seen the Lego movie? Uh, no, I haven't. Jesus. The Lego movie is f- awesome. Now, I've heard, I have heard that what? Lego Batman is like a lot of inside jokes for adults and like kids don't think it's awesome. Kids love, like Jack would freak out. He started, he's just right. recently started watching the uh, Lego Ninja some uh, kind Ninjago. of Lego. Ninjago. Ninjago. Nin- yeah, Ninjago. Yeah, Vivian He calls it Ninjago. Yeah. yeah, it's Ninjago, but yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, I'll give him this one. This is what, three, <laughs> this one three and a half? Yeah. <laughs> um, he wants to Ninjago. Um, so he watches that on the phone. He gets like three minutes of it before bed. Right. I didn't, or maybe he, I don't know. For all I know, he watches it all fucking day long. What do Wait, I know? There's I a, no there, idea. there are other Lego properties oh my that I'm just aware of. Lego's like got an entertainment, entertainment empire. Yeah. There's, there's fucking ninjas. There's a Batman. There's so, but the movie itself is good. Yeah. There's Lego That's, Friends TV series. Really? For girls. I mean, like I just said, my daughter watches the ninja one. So, yeah. You know, don't try to. Paint my daughter into your Lego friend's corner. <laughs> <laughs> she likes ninjas. Damn it! <laughs> Where is it available? Uh, it's all over Netflix. Netflix. Lego. It's all over Netflix. Oh, it's just on yeah. Netflix. Yeah, yeah. But then, so then it sells the set. So when you go to Target, right. there's like a wall of Ninjago sets. There's a bunch of Lego friend sets. There's the Lego Star Wars stuff, and they do like Star Wars related content. They do. I'm telling you, it's like a media empire. That thing. As well. Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. And it makes no sense. Like, why would you, like, what's the, is it, is it like the constraint? Is that what makes it interesting? Like, why would you do Batman made out of fucking Lego characters? Why don't you just do fucking Batman? Because it's a, it's a comedy. Batman's not a comedy. (laughs) Dude, you watch the Lego movie and you'll totally get it. You just, just watch the Lego. First, the I'll Le- watch it. The I'll Lego movie is amazing, first of all. All right. You just right. have to watch it. Will Ferrell is amazing in it. Okay. It's super funny. There's a ton of different characters, but like the way that they take the whole premise of Lego and do it in this sort of kind of like postmodern way, it's just really interesting and fascinating. Really? Uh, it It's seriously entertaining. Like Nicole loves it. Like every all time right. it's on... She can't not stop and watch it. Well, yeah. that's that does it for me then. No, I'll say I that. Yeah, that doesn't perfect. matter what I think, but as long as <laughs> no, Nicole watches it, then you're gonna. <laughs> it does, of course. It does mm-hmm. matter what you think, but if if her, I know. Yeah, with her, it's, it's a lot. It's got to be supremely good. Yeah, for her, for to her to lock in to yep. lock in. Yeah. Are all of the other Lego properties spun out of the Lego Movie? Like, did Lego Friends or this Lego Ninja did it exist before the Lego Movie? 
Uh, yeah, some of those existed oh, they did. Okay. before. Never mind, my yes. theory is but Okay. But I... In, in fact, the... Um, but the Lego movie was like the first time that all of those kind of Lego worlds could sort of like came together as one mashup. And honestly, it's the, a, a lot uh, that those characters never would obviously like you wouldn't have DC characters in with Star Wars characters in with like all this other stuff. Right. So it's like this sort of mashup of yeah. like kid imagination land and like one potpourri of amazing. So. All right, fuck it. I'll watch Lego. Yeah, you got to watch it. Watch, watch it this Lego weekend. Boy. And that's good for that's good for Jack? Oh, yeah. He'll love it. All right. Maybe he's already seen it. I don't know. Yeah. Reuben, what you got? Yeah, William, what do you got? All right, so I got a couple things. I don't know if we'll have time to get uh, to both of them. The first is a podcast. So I don't know if that's a faux pas. Like oh, a, of course like not. Podcast? No. Dude, how much? I, I, I talk about, about podcasts podcast all day. Podcast all day, all day oh, yeah. every day. <laughs> yeah, he's always on the podcast. <laughs> So, have uh, are either of you fans of uh, Sam Harris? No, no. Sam Harris has a podcast called The Waking Up Podcast, which is named after his most recent book. He kind of rose, rose, I think, to prominence as like one of the the new atheists. Which obviously, I'm not going to get into <laughs> tonight. <Yeah. laughs> get ready for an audience. Yeah, yeah. we're about Jesus to talk Christ. about what are the atheists. But, but what's <laughs> <laughs> Just lost all the rest. <laughs> but the the cool thing about his podcast is um, he's since moved on to other topics, and his his roots are as a philosopher and a neuroscientist. Okay. Um, so what he does it's it's long form. Uh, I'd say it's like an hour forty five generally, something like that. Maybe a little bit less, a little bit more. But he'll take a topic, he'll bring in an expert, uh, and then just and then just talk about it. And what I really like about it um, is. I just feel like we don't we don't hear topics given lengthy consideration very often, unless it's like a like a, a solo activity, like you're reading a book, mm. right? But you don't. I like I learn through conversation, so I really appreciate hearing two sharp people. One person is kind of the, you know, he's got kind of a foundational understanding, but then the other person is an expert, and they're just bouncing things off each other. Sometimes it takes more of a debate format, but it's mm. not like a five minute thing. So. Give me an example of some, yeah, some of what, the topics. So this is yeah. So the the uh, one that came out, I think, probably just last week that I listened to yesterday is the reason that I'm bringing this to today because I, I was telling Santos on the way in. I don't, I didn't want to bring in something that I thought that I like, was into a few months ago or something like that. So I was like, well, I really liked this episode, so I'm going to talk about this. And it, he brings in an expert to talk about robot ethics. Nice, nice. that's interesting. I mean, we could fill an hour. Right, right now, talking about robot ethics. It, oh, yeah. it, is, it is wild. Um, That's cool. Do they get into, like, consensual sex? They talk about... Uh, well, sure. Actually, so the interesting thing is he talks about AI a lot. Okay. And about how the advancement of AI is really forcing us to face some questions of morality, right? Yep. I know a lot of people who used to be... Like, the morality is subjective and stuff. And now he's like, well, at some point we have to essentially bake it in. So we have to, we have to establish some kind of the universal standard here. Mm. And it talks about how like smart cars are calculating the, uh, what's it called? The, um, the trolley car dilemma in right. real time. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Trying to understand what's greater value, right? Life of the driver, life of the person on the road. So we have to do this already. Uh, and the ramifications of that, but then with robots specifically, even if the AI doesn't advance enough, he talks about, and him and his guests talk about whether 
whether we need to face these ethical questions before consciousness is achieved, right? So people feel bad for their Roomba, uh, as one example. <laughs> what? Yeah, there's studies. Seriously? <laughs> there's studies. Wow. Yeah. People feel bad for their Roomba. I just sure. get pissed off at it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that thing is. Yeah. I don't have one at the house. Mark H used to have one. Well, if, it's fru- if it's frustrated, like it's like bumping against the wall, you don't feel bad for it. No, no that would infuriate no. me. No, what, what happened was we in our old house we 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 haven't actually had a Roomba at this house because of this incident. Uh, at our old house, we had a Roomba and we had an ant problem, so we put out these little like glue traps for ants, and the Roomba Roomba like somehow got one of those on it, like second yeah. wheels, and it just spread glue oh. all over the fucking house from, from this ant trap. Oh my Just like sprayed it all over the hardwood floor. So it was just like a disaster. So Nicole was like, ant, like, you know, the, pulled the plug on the yeah, Roomba. There was no discussion of ethics of like the Roomba's purpose in life or any of that stuff. It was like, you the Roomba is done. Take no. your bat to it. She, no, I, it's probably like in the back of the coat closet upstairs or yeah. something like that. We just, you know, we haven't used it literally in like eight years. Oh, so wow. it must be really lonely. Up there. Yeah, it must be. I guess. <laughs> so yeah, robot ethics is is interesting because I feel like that's one topic where everyone just every movie and like short story and sci-fi novel just talks about like that they have a right to live or whatever, right? You know, and like right. mm-hmm. it all centers around that, like. The robots struggle that they're going to rise up because they feel like they have the right to live and not be terminated or whatever. And what's the test? What's the test? The Turing test? Yeah. Did they talk about that? Uh, you know, I think you talked about it before. One, one thing that I didn't realize was I always thought it was uh, a tested whether or not a robot was conscious. But I think that it's actually testing whether or not a robot is thinking. Yeah, I don't uh, know which I guess I just is saw the movie. Yeah. I saw the Ex Machina movie. That's all I remember of it. That's a cool movie. That was good. That's it's like really one good. of the better yeah. Yeah. robot robot ethics. ethics and just great movie in general. Great movie, yeah. And let's face it. To be honest, like robots, what's going to advance robots is if you can bang them. Like that's because <laughs> that's what like real dolls. Like that guy is amazing, and he's like brought like like he's yeah. Oh yeah, like as your hero. I love the real dog guy. He's amazing. Yeah, I love him. (laughs) Um, But like, there's so much money in in sex. I mean, if you can, well, that's what they're saying is going to drive VR technology as well. In VR, the VR, the porn is going to be the thing that really gets it to explode. Well, that's no pun intended. Yeah, (laughs) 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 they mentioned that too, and uh, obviously the uncanny valley. It's yeah, kind of weird with that because it's like yeah. it looks like a person, but there's something off. But they also talk about you have to decide whether or not kind of like alternative sex robots are in play. So I mean, like sex robots you can strangle or whatever. Yeah, I mean, so they, like, they use West rules except they use chi- like child-sized sex, oh, that kind no. of thing. We have to ask those. Que- these are questions that we have yeah. to ask ourselves now. I know. In Westworld, they ask like, I don't like those questions. Yeah, <laughs> avoid these. Sure. Yeah. yeah, where do you draw the line with a fetish? Choking is is like that's usually consensual. I like that you're you're doing it. You're but, like, where do you draw the line? All right, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's yeah, let's, draw let's the line toe that now. line a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. That's yeah, goddamn. So what's the name of the podcast again? It's called uh Waking Up. And the guy's name is Sam Harris. Sam Harris, Sam Waking Harris. Up. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, I'll check I'm always looking too. for a good new podcast. 
Sometimes I struggle with the ones that are like multiple hours, just because I usually listen to them at work. So I I do too. And I don't know how you listen to it at work. Like I I can't. I literally can't. Like I tried to shop on Instacart the other day while I was listening to a podcast. (laughs) I couldn't do it because I can't stand to miss a single sentence. So I just kept rewinding and rewinding. Because if I miss one thing, how am I going to be able to put it together with the next thing? I can't. Well, where do you? So I know that you work out with the trainer. Yeah. Because I listen to podcasts when I, when I work out generally. So when do you listen oh, to podcasts? Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> or do um, you listen with your trainer? No. Jeez. That guy's he's his own podcast. I get to get pumped. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't stop talking the entire time. We go to the same trainer. He doesn't stop talking the entire it's time. It's great. Yeah. I it's, think it's great. I love it. I like him and it's entertaining. Yeah. It's awesome. For other people. Although this morning he was like, he's got something with fucking Trump. Oh. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love I mean I love it. But uh, this morning we got in a, a little sort of mini debate about whether or not Trump act- – he thinks that uh, Trump has proof and is sitting on proof. He, I, I think he's, he's at least contemplating that it's possible Trump has proof about this Obama wiretapping thing, and I think it's ridiculous. And right. so we had a little sort of mini debate this morning. We just that. define possible. I believe Anything that is it's possible. possible. I think it's extremely, extremely <laughs> far fetched. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would go as far as saying very far fetched. <laughs> I say but we get him on. I say we get him on the air. We get Phil in here to discuss it. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Yeah, let's get him. Yeah, on. we'll get him. We'll get him next. <clears throat> um. All right. Let's talk about. Let's do this. Uh, sure. Let's do the water here. Um. So, uh, obviously. We've talked a lot about sparkling water on this podcast. Everyone, yeah, oh yeah. Anyone who's a regular listener will know that you and I are huge fans of sparkling water and very uh, discerning aficionados. Oh, very discerning. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, recently I had someone bring up this uh, Spindrift sparkling water. It's a, it's a big thing. People are like claiming it's going to unseat LaCroix. Which yeah, that was a, a claim. That, that you is mentioned a bold that. claim. That's a bold claim. So what it is is, and the reason why people are going crazy for it is, it has real fruit juice in it. So we've got four flavors here. All the flavors I could find. There's grapefruit, raspberry lime, lemon, and cucumber. And it's got actual, like, it's not flavoring or anything. It's the actual essence of, but, so my, my thing with it is. and There's no I, fucking bubbles. There's in no it. bubbles in it. There's no bubbles on it. It tastes like flat water with a little juice. It tastes in it like to me. flat water. This is bullshit. This isn't sparkling water. The raspberry lime one I've found to be the best one. And it could be, I don't know if like I just got a I mean that I can see bubbles in this cucumber one. There's um It's like it's definitely more on the like Pellegrino Italian. Pellegrino, this isn't this has way this has way fewer bubbles than Pellegrino. It's, it's true. But people, especially the ladies, are going insane for this. Because even though it has real lemon juice in it, when you look at the, like, caloric content, like, this cucumber one has two calories. Fucking egg. But it tastes like, it. it it's like approaching an Izzy or something. Mm. You know what I mean? The girls, the other day, Vivian had a friend over, and she they cracked one of the cans of grapefruit, and she was referring to it as soda. That's nice. So, and, you know... So it's just, is it just, is it real fruit juice? Real mm-hmm. fruit, it says. <clears throat> so this is the halo top of sparkling water. Pretty much. Um, 
Except there's no fucking bubbles in it. That's my main my main bone. I was really disappointed because I was expecting something that was like as bubbly as Lacroix, but with the real fruit juice. Yeah, because well, if you're gonna have a flavor in it, you gotta have bubbles to stand up to it. Um, like I would like to see it'll never happen, but like that, which is why, like I, I, I Gerald Steiner, um. Yeah. Maybe that's one the of the heavy reasons. bubble, heavy yeah. bubble in the Gerolsteiner. Yeah. One of the Which heaviest. I love, love Gerolsteiner. Um, that's a that's to one me of the, the um, the spring, what, what mountain 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 spring mountain spring the mountain spring sparkling that's, water that you get a, at Whole Foods. Yeah, that's, that's the perfect. Like, it's m- the Monet. Yeah, I think we, he and I have pretty much agreed that that's that's the perfect sparkling yeah. water. I do like there's um. Uh, Saratoga, out of upstate New York. That's probably my my one of, if not my favorite. I remember you mentioning that, but I can't. We can't get it here. So my new jam um, is I take a uh, Lacroix. So Reuven and I were talking about this earlier. Is um, <laughs> I'll drink fucking ten of them in a day, and. It's just, I'm just burping all day long. Right. Burping, Which burping. Is, might be why people are more attracted to this. It might be. It might be. But I'll tell you the perfect mix is take a glass and just dump a LaCroix in it. So that lets enough gas out that you can just pound it then. Because I don't, I don't like, I like to be able to pound, drink a lot of it, you know? Right. So, um, all right. So the, uh, the ruling on spin, on spin drift is... I- the flavor's okay, but it's horseshit. Like, there's no bubbles in it. Man, I, I, as the guest, I don't know if I want to... I like it. You don't I, like I just, it. <laughs> I, think, I, just, I think there's something about it. Like, I, 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 it might not be for me, but I can see why people like it. That's. I would buy this. I'll go with that. I would buy this, and I would drink this. Yeah. Also, I just feel like people should know that there is a coloration to the... I mean, when you pour it in a glass, it looks different depending on which one you're pouring. Mm-hmm. There's some bullshit. There's something experience. going on here. I don't think so, man. I don't have my glasses. I can't read this fucking thing. Here's what it says How on many? the on the raspberry lime uh, for the ingredients: sparkling water, raspberry puree, raspberry juice, fresh lime juice, natural flavor, no sugar added. What is this? What does that one say? Hmm? There's there are ten calories in the raspberry lime. If you feel like really indulging. You know, you go for the raspberry lime. So, Santos, you're calling out the vegetable juice for color. No, I don't. I'm just asking you to read it. I can't. Oh, we're talking. Oh, so sparkling water, fresh grapefruit juice, natural flavors, fruit and vegetable juice for color. But people are going so crazy. You can get this at Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's has has taken it on. They rarely take out any products that aren't their own. Yeah, and they're stocking this big time. Really, maybe to fight off like. The Whole Foods LaCroix thing. I got this at uh, uh, Kowalski's, which is like a high-end gro- local grocery store. thing is it comes in four packs, and I think the four packs are more expensive than a 12-pack of LaCroix. Never mind. I don't like it anymore. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Deal breaker. <laughs> no. Yeah. So I don't know that I'm going to go out of my way to get this. Like, so Supposedly, like this is all the rage. The uh, Tremont office for Roger, like the whole fridge is stocked with this stuff. Really? Yeah. Because – our friend Chris Flora is like crazy for it. Is he? So huh. we'll have to have a word with him. Tell him he's wrong. Hopefully he's listening. Wrong Chris, day. you're wrong. <laughs> Just sorry. <laughs> I don't know. You're wrong. This is not right. This water. So I have to say the raspberry lime and it's the cucumber pretty- are, are the best. I think the grapefruit is okay. The lemon I think is wrong. 
across the board. I don't like lemon flavored water anyway. Okay. I don't like flavored water anyway. Like none of the flavors. I don't drink the flavors. Yeah, so this is not for you. Is this no. a, a con- target consumer in a need state that you're nowhere on this map? That's correct. That's right. I don't drink any of the flavored LaCroix. I, I don't drink. All right. I do. I, I think the mango is awesome. You love the mango, yeah. I, I just I just feel like listen listen to this lack of carbonation. And those are bubbles right there. It's a fart in a hurricane. It's like <laughs> it's like it fizzes for a second and it's gone. No, there's definitely some. It's not. It is not like you're opening up a bottle of still water. There is. It's like. On the spectrum of sparkling Gerolsteiner over here and okay. still, it is like somewhere over in here. Yeah. So Gerolsteiner is the most carbonated um, sparkling water? Pretty much. Topo Chico is, it has bigger, harsher bubbles, mm. but they fade fast. Um, Gerolsteiner, probably because it's in glass, it holds it, the bubbles It's like, longer. if you think of like a Perrier, like Perrier is fairly bubbly. Yes, San Pellegrino is not. Correct. This is more in the, I would put it even more towards, even on the other side of San Pellegrino towards still. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. With, yeah, Topo Chico and Gerald Steiner being the the heaviest gas. Um, I love going to Europe because, like, oh, you can just get, man, you just get sparkling water everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping there was going to be a total left. I was like, I love going to Europe because there are these castles. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's, do they know? Yeah. It's fucking no. They got it. All right. So I want to talk about, um, well, you haven't done a pick yet. Why don't you do a pick? I guess I got another one that I sure. don't know if I can recommend or not. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out here off our usual subject matter. I'm gonna talk about uh, oh, this water bottle. Yes, I'm in the market for water. So everyone these days, all anyone wants to talk about is Yeti and Yeti water bottles. Yes, and they, they love. You know, there are a lot of people have these like Yeti flask things or whatever. Yeah, they're good. Sure. I, I mean, double insulated, whatever. I went to Canada and I stumbled, stumbled across this brand Mir M I I R. Yeah, and I think these bottles are amazing. Like I can't get enough of this thing. So this thing is like forty, maybe more forty forty two ounces Ooh. on this bad boy. That's I, I can tell you, I have put hot tea in this thing or ice ice water, and like a day and a half later, all the ice and the water is still cold. What a day and a half. I kid you not. There's still cubes. ice. Full cubes. Not like all of them after right. a day and a half. Definitely like 12 hours later, your ice cubes will have not melted at all. A day and a half later, um, there's still cubes in it and the water's still cold. Um, let me see that for a second. You, I remember seeing you had a water bottle, but you had a, there was a different top on it. That was all same, fucked up. Same brand. Uh-huh. They have like a growler style. Yeah. Which, so I was like... I was like, I love this water bottle, but I hate this top. Yeah. So I went on their website. These things are also way cheaper than Yeti. Are they? Oh, yeah. Like that bottle was that same bottle for a Yeti, I feel like would be like almost like $60, $70. What? That was like 22 18 to 22 All right. I'm and also just like, I just think it looks better. I'm getting this bottle. Yeah. I wanted a 40-ounce water bottle. 
I'll fill that fucker with with Lacroix, or just, just pop Lacroix. Like I've uh, on the weekends, what I'll do is um, I got one of those tea. Oh yeah, yeah, things. yeah, you were telling me. So I I I steep tea in one of those things. I put it on top of your forty-two ounces of green tea. I just carry it around for the day. I drink it all day. The the problem actually is it keeps it too hot. There's a point where I have to like unscrew the thing and just let it sit and there let it cool and off. cool down a little bit because the right. the mirror bottle keeps it actually too hot. I'm getting that. So it's M I I R people go get yep. this thing. It's it's that's a bad mother. Yeah. Um. All right, right now I'm, I guess should not go on like the list the, here. The thinking man's Yeti. Yes. Nice. <laughs> that's killer. Nice one. I'm gonna get it. Um. All right. So here's. Um, another pick I got. Um, I just want a r- report from the field on um, Manchester by the Sea. Uh, have either of you seen it? Yeah, I, I still haven't seen it. Yeah, um, it's fine. Mostly just because I respect women, but all right. <laughs> oh my god, the other I'm day. Take off. <laughs> the other day. <laughs> oh my god, fucking Nicole was like. <laughs> She fucking lit it. Yeah. You just didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know didn't how know bad. I didn't know any of the controversy or the backstory. No, yeah. I didn't know it was that bad. I had no idea. Um, so let's start off with fuck him and fuck his brother. Yeah. Let, so let's not talk about, for anyone who wants to know about Casey Affleck and the controversy around him, you should just Google it and read about it for yourself because we yeah. won't do details to all of the nuances. And you should hear from these women, their account of what happened. But let's just say if you, if, you believe, which I personally do, um, what these women, numerous women, are saying, then this guy's a shitbag in real life. Yeah, right. So now let's talk about his movie. All right, and to be honest, the movie's good. It's okay. Like, it's, um, the best thing about it is that it doesn't, um, it doesn't have a happy ending, but it doesn't, like, so the I don't know what their goal was with it, but like the the character, um, and I, I won't give anything away because you should see it. But the character is meant to be consumed by despair, and throughout the movie, there are these moments that they crack little these little mass hole jokes through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, you fucking retard. You're a retard. You're a retard. You know what I mean? Back and forth about this and that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, the, you know, there's all these things about being in Massachusetts and lots of jokey little things that happen along the way. Okay. So as you're on what should be a descent, right, of getting worse and worse and into further into despair – while they're doing that, they're ruining it by making these jokes because we can't handle complete despair. So it, it, what I kept thinking the whole time was like, this would actually be a really good movie if Lars von Trier was directing it. I, I mean, granted, he would just let it be straight it, despair. He no would chaser. just exactly. Yeah. He he doesn't. He wouldn't be pulling you out of it all the time because you're too too fragile to handle actual human despair. So there's all these little jokes along the way that keep it just light enough for mass consumption. So they do bow to an American audience. So fuck you for that. And 
that's really all I have to say about it is fuck you for, for bounty. You don't have, you act like you have balls, but you don't. So fuck you. You can't bring it. You can't. Kurosawa style. You, you can't bring it. Lars von Trier you style. You cannot. No. You can't bring it. Um, what's his name? Uh, oh my God. Uh, Bergman style. Right. They don't have the sack to like <laughs> go full despair. They right. can't do it. Because at the end of the day, it's supposed to be somewhat commercial. They have to make money. So fuck you. Everybody, they, like, it's amazing. Oh, my God, what a poetic movie. They did so much. Because it's, because it, what? Because it's not fucking Step Brothers 2? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, nothing against Step Brothers. I love that movie. But, like, you know, it's it's more, yeah. it's, they pretend to be an anti-Hollywood, but it's fucking, it's, so, it's good. Ruben, I, 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 I see you being patiently waiting to chime in over there. Tell us what, uh, if you have a different take. Well, oh, <laughs> let me just start by saying I respect you as a person. I love you as a man. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, and I actually, th- I actually think that's a really interesting take. I mean, one thing that I really appreciate about them. I, first of all, I loved that movie. Yeah, um, I did see it. I didn't know about the controversy before I saw it. I would probably watch it anyway, knowing what I know, knowing knowing how much I liked it. Now, but yeah, again, conversation for another day. But. Um, I think that uh, I think that you're you're right in some ways, and I, I mean, if I think back to if I dial back to when I saw the trailer, and I've had I have a love hate relationship with trailers. I'm big. I love trailers, and they ruin every movie I care about. Yeah, right. So, but when I think back to the trailer for that film, wow, man, did it keep some things close to the chest, right? And I don't want to say anything about the film itself because I think people should still see it. But the movie that you're describing is the movie I saw the trailer for. Which means that there's enough of it in the movie to make a trailer for it. But right. it I was happily surprised with the depth that it did go into. Now, obviously, my what I was expecting going in was a little bit altered, too, because it was before I had heard about this, like, the saddest movie in the world. I think going with that expectation, it might be... It might, Were not, people might saying not that? Well, it's, that was like the running joke at SNL. It's the running joke at the Oscars. Like, you know, you got to take a Xanax just to watch it. That, that's kind of the... <laughs> That's like the cultural joke is that it's the right. saddest movie ever. So I'm with you that it doesn't oh, pay off on that. God. But it was better than I thought it was going to be, and I did like it a lot. Yeah. All right. I haven't watched it. So. Yeah. It, you know. I mean, we'll see. Don't put it high on your list. <laughs> like. <laughs> I, I want to see Moonlight first. I'm dying to see it. I can't believe I haven't seen uh, it yet. Well, let me just say it was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Best picture of the year. <laughs> 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 Yeah. <sighs> All right. Who else has got another pick? Reuben, why don't you go again? I got. I got. This is probably a quick one because I don't have a lot to say about it. But as I mentioned, I want to be honest about this. this is something I was listening to today. You guys listen to Alan Kingdom? No. Alan Kingdom is a rapper from St. Paul. I think he's probably like 23 years old, something like that. He was featured on Kanye West's last album. Huh. Um, but he put out. I, th- I don't know what the difference between a mixtape and an album is. I guess he self-released it. So a mixtape is like is an right? album you don't want to make a big deal about. <laughs> you don't want it to exactly. be in yeah. the running for a Grammy. You don't want people to review it and, I don't know, well, I feel the- like do all that shit. Although people still do. Right. Yeah. I'm sure there's a difference there that I'm not. But he, he released a, um, he's released a couple now. And I, and I caught one for this January of last year, I think. So a little bit late on this, obviously. Um, but it's really good. 
Yeah. And I remember one of his songs, you, you, you're plugging into the Spotify Discover Weekly yeah. playlisting. Yeah. So, I don't know, eight months ago or something, I, I ran into one of his tracks from an earlier album, I think from 2014, and I remember liking it and I saved it and then had totally forgotten about him. But then uh, a few months ago, I was just running through and, and found this album. It's really good. Northern Lights. All right. Is it, and he's a St. Paul native. I think he's from Winnipeg, but he lives in St. Paul now. Huh. Uh, yeah, really is he good. part of like the Doom Tree Collective? Not at all. Which is one of the that's things I, also weird. Yeah, which is what? That's what I like, like. How do you come from Winnipeg and you're a <laughs> rapper in St. Paul, but you're not part of Doom Tree? Well, he does. Well, he, actually, I think there's a big difference between the Minneapolis scene and the St. Paul scene. And I, obviously, okay. I'm not qualified to say that, but I think that might be true. So I think I think St. Paul is a little bit a little bit more solo there. Ah. But it's, yeah, very different stylistically, too. I feel like that's shots fired. <laughs> You're like, yeah. What's dude's name? Drawing a line in the sand. Alan, Alan Kingdom? Alan Kingdom, yeah. Alan Kingdom. Yeah, check it out. It's a good name. All right, cool. I almost talked about Lil Uzi Vert. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Who I also like. He's another rapper. <laughs> is he also from the Twin Cities? No. <laughs> no, I'm actually not sure where he's from. I think, where is he from? He's from Atlanta or something. Okay. He's really good too, though. Nice. It's like, it's stupider, though. Right. I mean, I like a lot of really stupid music, and Lil Uzi Vert is definitely in that in that group. <laughs> yeah. Got it. What else you got, Frost? Uh, so I got a, a book that was recommended by, you know, because there have been rumors for a while, people have been trying to um, make the Joss Whedon show Firefly come back from right. the dead. You know, there's like... One season, even that season was cut short, but there's like a cult following behind this show. And I think rightfully so. I think it did something sort of magical for a while there. It was this like weird mashup of like Western and sci-fi and just like really bizarre, really good characters. Um, and uh, I saw this woman do this b- blog post about how like, do we actually even like, could you actually even now all these actors have aged and moved on and, um, we've moved on. Um, the sci-fi world has moved on. Like, could you actually even do uh, Firefly? And even so, like, would we? Do we need it? And then she started pointing to books that she felt like this book. Like, if you want more of Firefly, you should read this book. And she recommended this book mm-hmm. called "The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet." Uh, and I've been reading this book, and it's I'm about three quarters of the way through, and it's really, really good. So, I mean, you have, like, AI and alien species, but it has sort of, like, you can see why she said it, because it's got, like, the ragtag crew element. Right. And they're on this ship, and they're on this this ship, and the what they're doing is really interesting, because what they do is they um, punch, their ship has this, like, a drill on it, and they're drilling holes through space to create tunnels for people to basically travel um, like they're bending space to create these tunnels to connect like far points of different galaxies. So what they do is like this dangerous job where they're actually the ones who are puncturing space. And for a minute, um, they're in this sort of like, like part of space that is like not in either, either one of the galaxies. They're like in this, like what I think people would think of as like the black matter right. that is now starting to get a lot of attention. So they're in the black matter. And the only way they're willing to do this is because they've discovered this alien race. That's actually like a host and a parasite, but they're such, they can calculate um, 
so far beyond human capabilities in real time that they can actually navigate through this dark matter. Mm. So each of these ships has to have this alien species to be able to like conduct this work, but it's still like fairly dangerous work. So That's it's cool. like a really interesting premise. Yeah, and then, premise, yeah. Um, things, obviously they have, they take on a job that's like a little bit beyond their capabilities and things go awry and, you know, I don't want to give away too much of the plot, but let's just say it's, if you are at all a fan of sci-fi and at all a fan of Firefly, like you will be very well served by this book. Um, how long is it? Um, it's like 300 pages range. Long way to a small angry planet by Becky Chambers. Fucking burns through books. It's ridiculous. I don't know when the fuck you read it. I don't know when, when I'm not listening to podcasts or watching movies or TV shows is when I read it, Santos. Christ, man. Some shit. Motherfucker can read some books. That's right. Um, I got I got a pick here. Um, I'll play something for you guys. I just, I just, um, this is new to me today. Um, this record came out last week. It's a guy named Thundercat. Mm. You know this cat? I don't. Um, he's got so this this album. He's got like Pharrell Williams. He's got a few people Whoa. that make appearances, but he does like he. It's like just the right mix of like of seventies funk with modern like electro hip hop. In this, that, that dude Pharrell Williams, he was on that Minion soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I know him. <laughs> um, and there's like, uh, it's fucking, it's pretty badass. Um, it's a week old. Um, and he's got like a few other people. I remember reading about it uh, this morning in this bleep. I get this thing. Uh, here, let me leap. Yeah, I want to hear a, more about the thing. A music newsletter. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a music newsletter, and they comes via email. Yep, and they they um they concentrate mainly on electronic ambient, hmm. um, and they they sell records. And I've like many times, probably in the last year, probably like half a dozen, eight. 10, maybe 10 times, like looked at something, just been like, click buy, like before I think about it, make sure I buy it. Like before you even listen to it. Um, a few times, you know, really? no, a few times before wow. I even listen to it. Yeah. Just like, cause they, they're, they're very like, they're very, they curate very carefully. Um, and they're badass. And this thing just got released. Like I said, last week and it's a, it's four red 10 inches um, huh. and the packaging is killer. It's this box set. It looks badass. So let me just, I don't even know the album that well. So I'll just pick a song off of here um, and play for you. Cause I listened to it. All right. This was walk on by. So let's see what he does with that. If it's even like a, if it's even like close to, This sucks. <laughs> this this that blows. All right, hang on. Let me try it on. Let's see what this does. 
I don't know. It's something. It sounds like a, a weird mix of like <laughs> 60s. Yeah, so yeah. Like a psychedelic like, vibe to it. Psychedelic meets like future. It, yeah, right? And it's look like, at the like album cover. Pop R&B. It's like an it's like a black exploitation. It looks like a like what uh, it looks the like hell? a Yeah, it's like this dude in a swamp but he's got like blood all around him. It looks badass. <laughs> I didn't buy I didn't buy it because I got a like if it's going to be a box set of 10 inches, that's a pain in the balls. Right. So like it's got to be something I really love. <laughs> you know. So but I, those are bad examples. Sorry. It's worth checking out, though. So it's Thundercat. The name of the album is Drunk. Um, yes. And, yeah, like I said, it's new last week. Um, and I don't know who released it. I can't zoom in on it here. Um, so speaking of music. Yeah. Did you hear this shit about Ed Sheeran hitting Justin Bieber in the face with a golf club? No. Do you hear about this? No. It sounds like they were drunk or something, and they were golfing, and Justin Bieber put a golf ball in his mouth and tried to get Ed Sheeran to knock it, like, to actually hit it. Use it as a And then he whacked him in the face. Isn't that, like, a classic torture move in films? It's like a power play, right? Where it's like the mob boss will put the tea in the guy's mouth. I don't even know. It's like a torture move. I mean, I'm guessing he used a tea, (laughs) but... I would hope no so. Tea. Yeah. Just put no tea. No tea. Like, mouth. no hope of not getting hit in the face at that point. But it was, uh, This is beautiful, if this is real. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's real. It was I'm, like, I don't even want to look. I just want to... That's, that's, like, such a nice... With all the doom and gloom in the news, that's so nice. Even if everything goes perfectly, there's still damage to your mouth, right? Because isn't the... You know, if and you the tea is... Yeah, the there's going to be a vibration. Yeah, it's not... Uh, like even if you nail it, are you guys trying to figure out if Justin Bieber's an idiot or not? Is that what this is? <laughs> I don't know who to blame I think for this. They one. must have just been like messed up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Just having a good time. Saying High this. on marijuana <laughs> sticks. Jesus. Well, let's just let's just hope that that's true. <laughs> right. Yeah. What are you doing? Are you are you looking through your Us magazine? I, no, I heard that there's a new Lord track, and I mm. just realized oh, really? I hadn't listened to it yet, but people are saying it's really good. I haven't heard shit from her since the last record. I heard it once, and I didn't like it. Really? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, but I'll have to revisit. Who knows? Yeah. It's it's. I will say it's women that I've heard like it, so maybe it's just not for you, Ruben. Maybe that's it. Yeah. I did like the new Sylvanesso track. Did you hear that one yet? No. I think it, I think it just came out maybe, I don't know, a couple days ago or something like that. Do you listen to those guys, though? No. Uh-uh. That's good. They're, it's like a electronic indie folk. Okay. Remember that? There was that woman. I was just talking to my wife today about this morning. That woman, who, I think her song is called like Alaska, but she, going back to Pharrell, yeah. uh, Pharrell, she sat down with Pharrell and they listened to her track together and he just like couldn't have enough of it. Huh. You know what I'm talking about? No. Maggie. Well, it's a bad story then. But uh, but it's kind of a similar vibe, huh? I don't know. Do you normally just play the track into the speaker? Yeah. Oh yeah, into, into the just, microphone. Yeah, just blast it in there. We're high tech here. Here we go. Yeah.
I like that. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I've heard that maybe played on the current or something. So probably. What yeah. is her name? Sylvan Esso. Sylvan Esso. Yeah, it's a it's like a duo. Okay. Sylvan Esso. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. I wish I had something rock to play. Yeah. Even it out. Got, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this went way. You, you need some fucking Garage rock or yes, some punk to I do need something. <laughs> take this podcast back into your exactly get this into your friend zone. Get the ship right in. Yeah. <laughs> have you heard the new Inya? <laughs> oh Allow me to play it for two and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, all right, so I'll talk about one last thing. Yeah, um, which is sort of a return to a pick that I've t- actually a twofold return to things that I've talked about before. So. Um, I've talked a lot about the Marvel Unlimited app, which I feel like is one of the best deals in content. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, on an iPad, you can get access to like all of Marvel's back catalog and the majority of their current catalog, as far as I understand. I haven't seen anything on there that I haven't gotten. And it's something crazy, like very, a very low yearly it's like fee. 70 bucks. It's like 70 bucks for a year. Yeah. Yeah. And um, just... The issues of Miss Marvel that I've read, which is actually what I want to talk about. Hmm. The first um, reboot with Kamala Khan, the teenage Muslim girl who takes over as Miss Marvel yeah. in Jersey City. Yeah. Just that first season, like if you add up the price of the individuals, like it adds up to 70 bucks, no problem. Right. No, so yeah. just that, not to mention like I read all the Civil War stuff when the Civil War movie came out and read Old Man Logan well before that movie was even announced, and um, which I haven't seen. I actually really want to go see oh, that. Yeah, I've heard yeah, good yeah, things. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I'm reading now the the most recent uh, series, the, the next year's worth of issues with the girls who can't get enough of Miss Marvel. Like, they just love Miss Marvel. Oh, um, killer. And uh, it's really good. She's, like, part of the Avengers now, and... Um, it's just oh, like really? continues to be, it has the same sort of sense of humor and pacing and it's really witty. It's, it's funny. Oh, you know? nice. There's like one. lots of pop culture yeah. references in there and it's just really well done, really well written. Um, if you have old daughters kind of on the older side, like you don't want to be reading this to like a five year old just cause there's like some boyfriendy dating kind of right, stuff right. that might be a little too old for kids like that. Not that Disney movies don't bring that in spades, but um, there's nothing like there's no swearing. The violence is all like the fighting PG. is pretty PG. Yeah, and I just think it's it's feels even more relevant now than it did when it first came out. Now that Trump is president, right? Mm-hmm. You know, to have her wrestling with like what it means to be like a young Muslim woman in the United States and dual identities and dealing with all of that and feeling like she's accepted and she can accept herself for who she is. So just feels like this is not only a really good message for girls and anyone, frankly, in general, but especially young girls, but just feels so twice as relevant as when it first came out. No shit. Oh, good one. That's a good one to end on. I got to, I got to check that out. Cause I remember reading somewhere about her taking over as Miss Marvel um, and I haven't read any of them yet, so. Yeah, that's good. You'll like it. All right, killer. Let's wrap it up. We're in an hour. All right. 
Sounds good. So thanks everyone for listening. Thank you, Ruben. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming, being our guest. It was awesome to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, thanks as always to Kaya Fisher for the audio engineering assistance. Uh, If you get a chance and you want to go rate us, we're still trying to get to 20 ratings and 20 reviews um, or 20 aggregate, I should say, rating and review. You can always just right click on the podcast and rate right there without even having to go off the podcast. So anyways, if you want to give us a review, we'd appreciate hearing from you where you are. Otherwise, we'll catch you next episode. See you, everybody.